previously on The Valley. You gotta take it step at a time sometimes, Mom. I told you not to call me that. Call me Mother. A is for ant, B is for bird, C is for cat, D? D for the dinosaur? No. D is for dog. What do you think lies behind the mountains? See that, see that Terence, where the light shines so bright? It is morning. You see the white of the window. That's all. No detail. You can't see the garden beyond, just the white. And you know it's morning. The shadows in the room are grey. There are no pictures on the walls. Just the ripples and tatters of the old wallpaper. You go down the steps and Mother is there. She is turning the wooden spoon in the old pot. And you smell porridge. Good morning, Mother. Good morning, Mother. Did you sleep well? Did you sleep well? Yes. I did too. All this talk has made me burn the porridge. She says as she ladles it into the usual bowls. You sit where you always do. Jared on the right and Terence on the left. Mother at the head of the table. With her back to the window, the white light shines and casts her front in shadow. A shadow which stretches across the table. Mother, I... I had a crazy dream last night of colourful beaded men in, in, and also of that big tree outside. You know that big tree? The tree I used to always climb? Yes. She seems distant this morning. She stares straight ahead. Not even bothering to look at you. She seems strange. You've never seen this look pass over her face before. It seems as if she's pondering. I had a dream about that tree too. I saw a man. He came with wood, hammer, nails. And he planted a stake in the ground. And then hammered another. And another into the stake. And by the end of it, he had made the tree. 
and he stood on a tall ladder, and he tied the leaves on with needle and thread. She seems to be in a sort of reverie, and then her face changes, it darkens, she looks back down at her porridge. Who, who was this man, madame? She ignores you for the rest of the breakfast, then gets up and takes a metal spatula and begins to scrape the insides of the porridge pan. It's a terrible scraping sound. She removes the burnt porridge from its edges. Sort of like scrunching up, scrunching up my face and put my fingers in my ears. She stops for a moment and says, Today you clear the droppings. Terence, you've been dreading this day. You've felt it coming for a while now. The tree has changed shape. The branches droop lower than they once did. And you see the droppings falling from the thousand spindly branches. Mother takes you outside. She gives you each a bucket and stands in the doorway as you trudge out, wearing your boots. And the cloud begins to thin. You see, and you hear drop, drop, drop of the droppings. They fall and bounce along the earth. Yay, brother, at least we get to go outside and play. As I say to him, as I skip off to the tree, and I'm sort of picking up droppings and skipping around the trunk of, the, of this tree. You fill up a bucket with the droppings. Then you take it over to a big skip um, on the side of the house, next to the shed, which is always locked. But once or twice, you've seen Mother go in there. There is a window. As you go by, you peer into the shed. But the window is so fogged up with age and dust and spider webs, you can only make out the vague shapes, shadows. You keep going. You keep picking up the droppings, bucket after bucket. At first, it was good. It was fun, even. But after hours of it, well, it becomes monotonous. And you begin to hate these droppings. You hate their small, pointed protuberances. Brother, I'm bored. This is boring. When can I go back inside and play with Felix? When we've picked up all the droppings, Jared. I just gotta keep picking them up. 
Brother, what's in there? As I point towards the shed next to the skip. What's in there, Jared? Why, 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 why can't Don't we... Don't worry about the shed, Jared. Just keep picking up the droppings. I look towards the shed as my bucket fills up and the lethargy in my arms almost demands that I drop it. I walk towards the skip but with my eyes on the shed. Place the droppings into the skip and keep an eye out for mother. Is she in my side? No. I try and look inside. You peer in and squint. You can see dark shapes. You see a fly caught in one of the webs on the window. And it it shakes violently. It shakes and shakes and shakes. And then you turn back and you look. And you see that Jared is gone. Jared? Jared? Jared! You don't hear any response. You make your way down to where you last saw him. You can see his bucket standing there. And you can see a big old tree with its twisted roots and the droppings falling. I look into look onto the ground next to Jared's bucket. I see if there's any footprints. Yeah, you can you can make out some footprints through the uh through the droppings and the and the dirt and the mud, and you follow the footsteps down until you see you see Jared standing, looking intently over at the other side of the stream. And Jared, you've seen something moving. You're not sure what it was. You were picking up droppings. And then just out of the corner of your eye, you saw it move over on the other side of the stream. Shh, Terence. I think, I think there's, I I think there's a frog in that bush. There's always frogs hopping around here. Can't, I just really want to see one. Just a cute little green frog. Terence. You look out, you squint your eyes and and search the other side of the stream and then you see the movement. You see it get closer and closer and then two eyes, a body, Long black legs. This creature tiptoes its way out of the shrubbery on the other side 
It sees you. Its ears stand on end, and it crosses the stream and begins to pour its way towards you. Now, Jared, you recognize this creature is the same that is in your book, D for Dog. You see it limp towards you cautiously. Hello, strange man. I sort of wave towards him. I'd seen you before in my in my in my book. Mother always used to read to me, and now I can read by myself. I'm actually really good now. The dog looks very different from the one in your book. It's a greyhound. It is tall, long, thin, uh, with a pointed snout. Can we take it inside and feed him? It comes towards, then it backs away, then it comes towards and it moves around and you stand there silent and still and very slowly it comes close enough for you to see that its legs, its paws are covered in thistles and thorns that limps and comes up to you and makes a whimpering sound and looks up into your eyes. Uh, but brother, he needs our help. Look, his paws. Wait. I reluctantly, with shaking limbs, take a step towards this dog and extend my left hand out. It comes up to you and it licks your hand approvingly. See, brother, he's not a scary dog. He's a good boy. I sort of kneel down and... Well, you don't need to kneel down. You're basically... Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's actually that tall, well, this dog. He's tall and you're short. Sort of want to take a... Grab one of his paws. Ready to grab one of his paws with what the thorns in them. He starts sort of pulling out the thorns. Oh, cover my hands with the water from the creek, and also pull some of the thorns out and kind of wash where the thorn was with my wet hands. You guys tend to the to the dog for uh, a time, and finally you manage to pull out all the thorns and. It licks at your hands, thankfully. Um, and then it seems, after a drink of water, uh, its energy comes back and it seems as though it wants to play. It skips around and um, starts making small yapping sounds at you. It's panting and, and wagging its, its long black tail. I've always wanted a dog, brother. This is great. I bend down and pick a stick up and um, throw it. The dog runs after the stick. We can't keep the dog, Jared. Why not? What are we going to feed him, Jared? Porridge. 
Porridge. Please, brother, please, can we keep him? It's not up to me. Mm. It's up to mother. And you already know what mother will say. But he would fit right in with us. Even mother needs a little bit of cheering up from time to time. The dog returns, panting, the stick in its mouth, and holds it to you to throw it again. You keep picking up the droppings. Terence, you're always sort of looking over your shoulder to see if mother is watching. And over the next few days, you make good progress and you play with the dog. In fact, it keeps coming back. You're not sure where it goes off at night, but it comes back every day and it's waiting for you there when you turn up with your buckets. Brother, where do you think he lives? Hmm. You see, every morning it does come back with more of the thorns embedded in its paws and legs. And you pluck them out, as you often do. Perhaps the dog just sleeps in the woods. Can we... can we follow, dog? Maybe he can take us to his house amongst the trees. But Mother can't know about this, Jared. I promise I'd never tell Mother. S is for sh... That night, you tiptoe down the stairs to try and break free again under cover of darkness. Remember, Jared, with me, right? S is for... Shh. Remember, not that one. Don't step on... No, no, don't step on that one. Yes, skip that one. Where do you think you're going? There, there was a... Mother. Sorry, um, mother. There was a, a bird outside and it was waking Jared up. I thought I would throw rocks at the bird, get him away. I'm sorry, mother. She looks at Jared. You can see her in the dark, her white nightgown. She stepped out from behind the stairs and surprised you. It's true, mother. It was a big bird plucking at our window. Don't lie to me, boy. I sort of step back and press my back up against the, the wall. Tell the, the truth to your mother. We've told you the truth, mother. She seems enraged. There is a fire in her eyes, which you've only seen once, Jared. You remember that time now. You remember standing by the small pond outside. Perhaps one day there had been fish in there, but you can't recall now. You picked up one of the stones 
from around the pond, and underneath you saw many tiny little bugs and worms scurrying out from the light. And then, as you stared at those tiny moving creatures, you heard a screaming. She grabbed you. Boy! Never turn over the stones! She took you into the house, slammed the door, and shut you in your room. You cried then. Now, you feel the same. You begin to cry uncontrollably. Mother grabs you and pulls you up the stairs. Terence, she leaves you. She takes you, Jared, into the room, into your bedroom, and slams the door. And she goes down the steps again. No, mother, please, no, not again, not like last time. And as I sort of bang on the door, she comes down towards Terence. Trying to run away from your own mother? Don't you know I birthed you? No, we weren't trying to run away, mother. It was merely a bird on the windowsill. Just as you say that, you hear a tapping sound at the window, and you see over her shoulder a small bird tapping at the window. Mother turns around and follows your gaze. Well, uh, fancy that. She goes over to the window and stares at the bird for a moment as it taps. When it sees her coming closer, it flies off. And you run up to the room. You grab your brother and you lie there for the rest of the night as he whimpers. The next day, you come down the stairs. Mother is nowhere to be found. There is no porridge on the table. Brother, do you think. How long do you think Mother's gonna be angry at me? I don't want to get locked up. Not for too long, did, young did, Jared. Do you think she, she ran away? I don't think Mother would ever run away from this place, not from us. I sort of look down at my feet and walk towards the bucket, pick it up. Maybe, Jared, these nighttime trips 
need to stop. But you should probably just do exactly what mother says. But what if something... You need to learn. You need to stop playing with these things. And I grab Felix and throw him against the wall. He erupts as a string breaks and a clatter of coloured beads roll across the floorboards. Brother, what, you, what have you done? Why did you harm Felix? I, sort of, I grab my bucket and I run outside. Wait, Jared, Jared! If you're not going to help me with this dog, save him. He's alone in the forest without anyone and I have to do it myself. And do you think you going into the fo- Before I can finish my sentence, Jared has already gone. Jared! Jared! Jared runs out. You follow him. Go out after him. You walk out into the garden. See him run and then stop. Just before the big tree. And then you hear a clicking sound. You look over to the shed where you see Mother emerging. She shuts the shed door and gives you a look. You've never seen that expression on her face before. Something about it unsettles you. She goes back into the house. You follow after Jared with your bucket. As you come up to him, you see he's looking down at the dog, lying on the earth in a pool of blood. Brother, he, he's, he, he, not, why, why isn't he not moving? Why, why is he? It's okay, Jared. It's okay. But yesterday he, he was running around and he was, he had so much he's energy. only sleeping, Jared. He's only sleeping. Go on. Go back inside. I'll, I'll tell you when. He's awake again. Let's go to your room. Who, who could? I, who would? Who could? Who would do something like that? Uh, 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 he just wanted a home. I. He's only sleeping, Jared. He's only sleeping. Now come on. Go to your room. I'll. You don't need to pick up the droplings today. I'll talk to mother, hmm? Hmm? Maybe we'll put some honey in your porridge. Yeah? Mm. Yeah? You like that? Go and grab Felix and go back to your room. Without saying anything, I just stare down, tears running down my face, and I run back inside and slam the door shut behind me. I remain next to the dog. Its body is mangled, um, lying there, its flesh ripped apart by a sharp knife. You see flies gather. I take the empty bucket and I walk towards Mother. 
You. You did that? You did this? Did what? The dog? What dog? What dog? She smiles at you. What dog? Oh, are you going to try and pretend that you would have never noticed? Jared and I, with a dog? A boy! Mother, Jared's only a boy! She stares at you and smiles. You are a boy, just like him. <sighs> now get rid of it. No. We're leaving. Leaving? We're leaving today. Now. Leaving your old mother? Yes. You can pick up the droppings. I don't think so. She grabs your arm. She tries to pull you. Get off of me. I attempt to push her forearm off. Mm, you push her off. And she steps backwards, aghast. And she stares at you. Her face changed. Very well. You won't last long out there. She turns round and goes back into the house. I'm panting with anger. It's the first time I've ever confronted her. I'm shaking, but I look at that shed. Perhaps anger steals my rationality away and I kick the door. Now back in the house, Jared, you were in the kitchen when mother came in. She looked strange. She was shaking, and she grabbed you and pulled you out the back door. Mother, where are you taking me? Where's big brother? She pulls you out, out of the back door, and then stands there for a moment. He's not your brother. And don't call me mother either. What, what, mother, what do you mean? You're not mine. Mm. And I'll put you back where I found you. She starts pulling you towards the dirt road, which winds down the valley. Mother, you're sending me away? Yes. What have I ever, ever done? You've done nothing. You've done nothing for me. But I pick up 
droppings and we talk at dinner and... Did you really pick up the droppings? Yes, I did, Mother. Yes, I did. Don't lie to me. Straight... Straight to the shed, as asked, Mother. I watched you. I saw you. You didn't see me, but I watched. You didn't pick up the droppings. She pulls you away from the house. Terrence, in the shed, you see an array of, of tools. You look around dumbfounded, then you hear far away the sound of your brother's voice. Jared. You idiot! I take one of the tools from the shed. Is there anything else in here? Take a hammer. There are many things in here, but your heart is pounding. You feel too much urgency to look around. I run out of the shed. You catch up to Mother and Jared. You see her pulling him along. Brother, please, don't let, don't let her take me away. I pick up the droppings. I, I try my best every day. Please don't let her take me away. Mother, let him go. He's done nothing. It was all me. You know it. Very well. She lets go of Jared. He runs over towards you. You won't be coming back. She turns down towards the house. You stand and watch her, Jared shivering, till she goes through the back door and slams it so hard one of the windows on the top floor shatters. You stand there on the dirt road with trees surrounding they seem to to droop down casting long shadows upon you you stare at the house it's slanted crooked and it seems to be sinking down into the earth you feel afraid What are we going to do now, brother? Mother left us here. We keep going down the road. Jared? Okay? Just follow my lead. Brother, she said she wasn't my mother. You know how mother gets when she hasn't had her morning porridge? Come on, it's... It's best just to think... Think about the road ahead. You think maybe we'll finally get to see the top of the valley? Where the the sun shines? Yes, Jared. I dream of it sometimes. 
sometimes. We will.